Hello, hello. Welcome to Confidential Collaborative Podcast. I'm Heather Jean and I am here with Lee W. Walker and we are going to have a fabulous conversation all about neuro-linguistic programming, otherwise known as NLP, timeline therapy, and just all about Lee Walker's work. So welcome, Lee. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited as well. This is um, this is a topic that I love. If I could pick a career, it would be yours. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I know we can pick a career, but I, I adore your topic. So do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, Lee W. Walker and who you are and what you're all about? Absolutely. Thank you. Well, I'm a mom. I have two kids. I'm a health and wellness coach, NLP practitioner and timeline therapist and online affiliate marketer. And I'm a massive stand for women standing in, stepping into their power, in their confidence, in ridding all of the things that hold us back from reaching our glass ceiling and living that really lit up life that we all desire and deserve to be living um, so I'm very, I'm very passionate about low-tox living, sustainability, self-care, self-love, all of those sort of things, uh, which, is, which is why I so love supporting women and became a coach in the first place. Um, I, I used to live my life from a very disempowered space, um, victim mentality. I was very much never set boundaries, a people pleaser, always uh, bought into my own excuses as, and confidence was a big one for me that... I didn't really put myself out there to go after what I wanted because I always told myself that I wasn't good enough, I didn't know enough, I wasn't confident enough and, you know, so I just sort of shrunk away and and settled really, just settled for playing small because it was comfortable until I got to the point where being comfortable was very uncomfortable. (laughs) I had my line in the sand moment and I just wanted more for my kids. I wanted to make a bigger impact in the world. I wanted to support other women to get out of the place that I had been in as well, which is why I studied I studied health coaching originally for myself, my family, to learn more about nutrition and health and well-being. And that's that really sparked my passion for knowing that every woman on the planet needs to hear this stuff, you know. So I became a coach and and then fairly recently NLP um, practitioner and timeline therapist because I'd experienced that myself. Uh, one of my beautiful best mates is is NLP trained and she's a trainer. So I, I was able to go through and do my training through her. And I've had sessions with her like a, quite a while ago with timeline therapy. And it was so incredibly powerful that it, and quite instant in the results that I just knew then everyone needs access to this stuff. And I knew right then as soon as I'd experienced it, that that was definitely the, my path and that I wanted to study that. Uh, to be able to create more of an impact within my coaching. Beautiful. So what does working with you entail? So because you co- you just covered like a, a huge amount of <laughs> there. So I how do I know if, if I, if, if what, what's your, what's your client niche, I guess, is my question. Well, I work, I, I'm a mum myself and I know all too well what it's like to give our power away as, as a mama. Um, we, we're nurturers, we give, 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 and rarely do we give to ourselves. So I love working with women, especially mums, especially mums who have felt like they've, they've lost their way, want to love themselves that bit more, have, have know that there's more out there for the taking for them and they're just not sure how to actually get there. 
nice. Okay, so then, and then that's when your toolkit kicks in because you can go off in whatever direction that your client needs. Absolutely, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. So can you just explain for anyone who's never heard of NLP or neurolinguistic programming, what that's about? Yeah, so it's really, everyone is so wired differently. So it's the study of the language and our internal representational system. So we all view the world in different ways. So it's really able to tap into that, learn about how we view the world. And we all, you know, we all, there are different terms which you would know on, you know, kinesthetic uh, people who feel, you know, there's auditory, there's visual. So we all learn in different ways. And it's, it's really opened my eyes, especially as a mum with my kids, to learn about their different learning styles because I was, I was not allowing my son to listen to music while he was studying because I was saying, no, you can't concentrate until I learned that he's auditory. Like he's, that's his way. You know, it's just not my way. And it's really opened my eyes up um, by discovering this and learning how we view the world. So it's really, we're able to tap into that. We're able to talk to people in their language, which is really powerful. And so, yeah, so it's neuralistic programming is that study of, the language of our internal representational systems and timeline therapy is incredibly powerful process to really get to the root cause of emotions and limiting beliefs you know we don't have to sit with therapists for five years talking about our problems we actually can get to the to the root cause and shift it like that like it is really really powerful so we all have our own timeline and and this process actually takes us back to so we clear the five main emotions is one of the processes, which is a really important process to do. So we have anger, sadness, um, fear, hurt and guilt. And we, we go back to the very first event. Our unconscious mind will take us to that very first event where we experience that emotion. And then we get to learn the positive learnings from, from that event because what we do, we're very good at stacking our emotions throughout our lifetime. So we can be taken back to a past life. So we can have many moons of this emotion getting stacked and that actually has a result of how we respond to that when we're faced with different situations in our life. And if we've stacked that emotion for so long, we're very reactive. And so clearing that, I look at it as like unhooking a backpack, you know, when we do this process. It's like getting rid of this weight off our shoulders so that when we come across that emotion in the future, we're more responsive to that. We don't have the triggers of all of these years of our past programmings and beliefs on our shoulders where we're fresh, <laughs> which is what I love about it. And, and the process of timeline therapy with self-limiting beliefs is that we're getting to the very first time we made that decision. It could have been in our imprint years from the ages of zero to seven. We could have been in the classroom and Put your hand up and you get reprimanded by a teacher and you could have made a decision right there and then that I'm not confident to speak up. You know, it could be and then you play that out for your entire life. Um, it, yeah. And so it's really powerful getting back to there and we get the positive learnings out of that and we can shift it just so instantly and create a whole new lease on life and a whole new attitude towards and new belief systems. We create new beliefs out of that process. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love what you do. And I think, you know, um, it's interesting how many patterns there are just in, like, if you just think about school days, like, 
I, I didn't notice these things when I went to school, but I noticed them when my children went to school. Like I was quite angry that they had to put up their hand and ask if they could go and you know go to the toilet. And I understand <laughs> the I understand the need to control 30 children in a room and all of that. I get logistics, but mm -hmm. there is something internal to us that kind of makes us ask for permission. Um, and I see that all the time when I go into corporate clients where women are asking for permission to do something that they really need to do, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm saying, you don't need to ask permission. First of all, I have no power. And second of all, you're, you get to do what you need to do. It just, that's how it is, you know, but it's interesting how much we store that and we just keep repeating it, like you say, throughout our lives. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I guess a lot of the blocks are, are things around um, decisions that we make as adults, like um, that, that, like you say, are imprinted. I'm just thinking of examples like how I, I do a lot of work on body confidence or how I feel about my body, you know, will be imprinted from things my mother has said. I keep hearing those. Mm. That's, that's work. And that's a lot of work if you do it the manual way. And what you're talking about with timeline therapy is to shift it mm. almost instantaneously. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's the opposite of psychotherapy <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely it is and I, I can so relate to that too with with your mother like I, I've had a lot of self self-esteem issues over my time and when I look back you know I look at how my mum was you know in my first years and I've definitely taken on those beliefs but then I look at my grandmother and it's not my mum's fault it's you know, passed down genealogically as well through, you know, can be passed down through generations. And we, yeah, we just feel like we go through our life thinking it's truth, thinking that that's our truth and they're not our stories. You know, they're so not our stories. Same with money beliefs, money stories. They're usually what we're picked up from, you know, from our carers in those imprint years, you know, and they're not true. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how powerful it is to be able to let that, let that BS go. <laughs> yes. Yes. So now I, I, um, I work with, with those principles as well. Um, and I think a lot of people are very surprised by, I think, I think they're not surprised when you say to them, like, where did this start? I think they, they would expect that you go back to root cause. I think they would even expect that you sort of forgive the person who imprinted those things. Um, you know, cause my mom was doing her best, right. She wasn't, she wasn't doing it to be detrimental. Uh, and in yeah. most cases, then that's true. But but why do you work with finding the positives of that, right? Because, like, you know, if I'm thinking about, oh, these are terrible beliefs, why is it important that I find the positives in that? Yeah, so I'll just go back to what you said then about, you know, people often will, will remember when the first time is, whereas, but that may not be the root cause because it's we're tapping into the unconscious mind. The unconscious stores everything. And it will when we talk to the unconscious mind, it can show us things that we actually, our conscious mind doesn't remember, which is usually well before our first memory, our conscious memory. Yes. So getting the so getting the positive learnings out of that, or find when I'm going through these processes with with clients, the negative comes out first. That they especially if we're doing anger, like releasing emotions and things first. Um, there's, most people live in an in effect state, which is an NLP term that cause and effect. Majority of people are living in effect, you know, being the, the effect of their decisions, they're limiting, you know, those negative emotions. And 
so they come out first and the reason we shift into the positive it's it's getting okay so why what can i learn about this it's putting it's getting us into the cause being self-responsible it's getting into that positive state and it's okay to let it go like we get the realization and the physiology change in people when they actually get those learnings it is that positive because we're releasing that negative so of course like the positive learnings they're going to be coming into a cause state which is a very powerful state to be in absolutely absolutely mm. so you've used this for yourself obviously you you experienced this and 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 then decided to to spend more time um qualifying in it and, and sharing it with others um mm. how has it changed your perspective how has it changed your results even yeah so Oh, I set myself this glass ceiling that I never thought that I could break through because of, of my belief systems. And when I was away on this retreat, um, doing really deep diving into this with other women, I had so many aha moments that I didn't even think what existed, you know, about my mum, my beautiful mum has Parkinson's and, you know, I, I haven't, got past my money stories and all of that because of my beliefs around me having to it's it's amazing how it's all related me having to protect my mum um I, the hurt emotion for me was my unconscious mind took me back to a car accident that I don't consciously remember that I was in with my mum I asked her about that and we were in a car accident and I had to leave her I was taken away from her you know and so I came up with that belief that I was it was my job to protect my mum, but I was so hurt that I had to be. So I've got this attachment issue with my mum and that it's my job to fix it. Like I've been able to clear all of the stuff that what's happening to her is not my responsibility, um, which is huge for me, huge in my world. Um, and and with money stories, I, I, I took on my parents' money stories in that it was hard to make. Money is hard to make and you have to work your absolute bum off to make a decent living and there's still never enough. That was what my parents played out in their life, you know. And so I was always hitting that glass ceiling because I always felt that's not enough. When I get some, it's not enough. It's always got to go. And so I was able to clear this belief by it took me back to a time. I'm just trying to remember where it took me back. See, now it's hard for me to tap into it. I cleared it all, cleared it all away. Um, tap into where it was that I was taken for that um, money belief in that yeah, it's just not true. Their money belief, it's its not true. I have changed my world from clearing out my money stories. Like it's it's been a game changer. There's, there's just so many aspects of it that I have cleared. I had an incident where I was, you know, doing this dance in front of my family when I was super little and my sister come and pushed me out of the way and said, no, you don't do it that way. You do it like this. And so like I was taken back to a point in time and my belief was that I need to ask for permission in case I'm not doing it right. You know, so I always ask for everyone's permission, even shopping, like the simplest little things in my life, you know, that I, I now can stand in my own power, make my own damn decisions <laughs> because I got rid of that belief. So, I, and I fully agree with you that, you know, most of the time where, where we think our root cause is coming from isn't. It, it, you can identify patterns. How do you get to those unconscious beliefs in your work? So we, we ask the unconscious mind for permission to be able to go back to these root causes and ask permission that it is ready to let them go. Um, we won't move forward unless the unconscious mind tells you. Uh, I 
I'm an analytical person and I, you know, I let my conscious mind get in the way in a couple of these processes. So you just say, you know, conscious mind, you can take a hike, <laughs> go for a walk around the block for a minute and, and trust yourself. So you trust what comes up with the unconscious mind. It knows, it knows, you know, and so we ask for permission. I, I did a session recently where I asked that question and she said, um, no, and she said, no, my conscious mind, logically, yeah, I'm ready. I want to let these go. She said, but my first answer that came up was, no, I'm not ready to let it go. So we can't move forward in that process. So she's going away to then start to have conversations with her unconscious mind and know that it's safe to let it go. So she's been in this, this position for so long that she felt unsafe to let it go because that was all she knows. That's her, been her security, her comfort zone. So we're going to reschedule to come back to that and when she is ready. So we, we just, yeah, we can't move forward until we get that okay from the unconscious mind. And then it knows. It will take us back to events. We may not um, get visualisations. Everyone's different in how they go back to these events. Some will get clear images of things that they don't understand and you don't need to understand them. Other people will get a feeling. You know, they might smell something or sense something and get a feeling of something and you can still gain um, your positive learnings from that. Beautiful. Does this work with um, conditions that are like, for example, um, borderline personality disorder or anxiety or kind of those chronic things as well? There are different processes for that and it would just depend on each person. It would just depend on what, how deep that goes and if that person's already having treatment from psychologists or different uh, modalities, you need to actually get permission from from those sort of um, people in order yeah. to work with timeline therapy because if they're doing certain treatments and then you don't want to actually tap into trauma as well with timeline therapy, we, we need to be very careful with that. So it just depends on on what exactly we're looking, we're working with. Interesting. I was just, I was, I was talking with someone earlier today who was talking about if I release some of these beliefs, who am I? Like, uh, and I, I deeply relate to that because mm. I spent decades being very frozen and, and very focused in masculine energy, which works for the corporate world, mm. um, you know, and, and, I, and, I, and I never would have left that had it not been for COVID. And then, you know, all this feminine energy came out and I, all of a sudden I had feelings and yeah. <laughs> not that I didn't have feelings, but I just didn't relate to it in the same kind of way. And and you know, and, and obviously that's a deep suppression. But I I remember that feeling, and I had a conversation with a friend of mine about if I let this go, like what I'm going to be empty inside. And if you go back to some of the earlier Confidence Recovery podcasts, we've had different people who you know work with the physical and you know do, do all kinds of um, you know physical rehabilitation stuff, and and they they often talk about that release. And I was saying, I. I, I, there are there are two or three podcast episodes where I was going, no, no. If you take that, I'll be I'll be hollow. Like what will happen? <laughs> and so when when this person said this today, you know, well, I don't know who I'd be without these. I thought, oh, I so relate to that. And mm. so it's so important to hear your story about how you know just how much you grew. Yeah. I can so relate to that whole masculine energy. I was in corporate for 25 years and I can so relate to that masculine energy and, and it's been a game changer too to step into that feminine as well. Um, but when we, we were doing these processes too, like saying that 
we don't know who we become. I had these same feelings and the same sort of fears, like, well, I don't know who I am without doing this. Like I thrived on that go, go, go masculine, like who am I if I stop? Who am, Like I have all of these things going on. But when we work with these and getting rid of these limiting beliefs, we're creating new ones for you to attach to. So it's not like we're getting rid of them. We're giving you, you get direction. You actually have these beautiful new belief systems that will help you. And, and yeah, you're not left empty. You would know that. You, yeah. It's just a different way. It's just a new way and you just evolve with it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and I and you know that the the linguistic part of, of NLP is is about how we talk to ourselves. And just before we started recording, we were talking about this, you know, uh, fear becoming excitement. Um, and I I love that you said that because that is how I go on stage. That is how I because I, I do burlesque dancing, so that is how mm -hmm. I go on stage. Is I'm so excited. And I talk a lot about this in the in the Facebook community. Are you there? Yeah, I'm I've here. Lost you. I'm here. I can see you. I can um, hear you. You just can't hear me anymore. I've actually lost you, Heather. You've gone. Um, I don't know if you can hear me or see I, me, no, but I can hear you. I can't see me or hear you. Ah, uh, okay. Hold on a second. Let me just so oh. Oh, you're not connected. Okay, I'm going to carry on talking about this because I think this is really important. You know, when we talk about this a lot in the Facebook community, um, in Confidence Through Cabaret, around that, you know, kind of, uh, is it fear or is it excitement? Our bodies sense it and feel it in the same way. So when we're excited, you know, it, we, we can put whatever labels we want to put on on that feeling. And when we're identifying it as fear, of course, that can be very difficult. So I just carried on talking, Lee. Hey, welcome back. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can see myself again, but I can't see or oh, hear you. I can hear you. There we go. Oh no, I just I just typed a message to Lee and I put I can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't I can I can I can't see you or hear you at all. This is bizarre. What I might this do is, is just leave it and I'll pop back in. <laughs> that will okay. probably be the best way. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, so um, so I want to carry on with this because uh, I believe in perfectly imperfect, and I don't believe that we need to edit ourselves to make it all look seamless and flawless. I'm still here, and I'm still here with you. So you know, it's a it's a really important thing. And when I learned that, you know, tapping into the emotion as excitement uh, as opposed to fear, it it was a game changer. I mean, it was like I can go on stage and go, I'm so excited to be here, and that is the same energy, but it feels safer for me uh, in my own body. And I know, um, you know, it's a bit like being on a roller coaster. If you've ever been on a roller coaster, oh, I think Lee's back. Are you yeah. there? Hi, hey. I, I don't know what happened there. You just all of a sudden dropped me. I'm back. I'm back. I don't know. I Long carried change. on talking and, and right. I was just talking about this fear and excitement. And, you know, when I learned that, that is such a game changer for me. Because it, you know, it, I was, I was literally just saying it's, it's a bit like being on a roller coaster. When you get to the top and you know you're going down, there's that experience of both terrified and thrilled at the same time. And yes, you can, you can make that choice of how you're describing that feeling to yourself and how you're expressing that feeling to yourself. And I think I can't think. You know, skiing is probably another time when you're just I'm absolutely terrified and exhilarated in the same moment. Yes, 
Yes, I love that. I've, I remember when I first did a live stream, when I was building my personal brand and was going through this course and one of the challenges was to do a live and I was petrified. I'd never, I had no confidence to be seen. I didn't, didn't, what if I stumble on my words? What if I'm not, you know, I don't show up perfect and that doesn't even exist anyway. But at the time I was like, oh my goodness. And I was going on to chat for two minutes on a live that's all I have my challenge was for to do two minutes and it took me 45 minutes to hit the go live button I procrastinated and I sat in fear like I let it consume me because up until that point I had no I did not trust myself up until that point I I was consumed by fear in anything that I did and, and that's why I kept playing small and so I got to the point where I thought okay how am I going to feel if I give in to that fear and don't do this live? And I knew I would beat myself up for the rest of the day. So I finally hit that go live button. I spoke for two minutes. I could barely speak. I was shaking and I got off, but I felt so exhilarated after it because I did it, you know, and I'm like, I didn't die. <laughs> it was safe. Like, you know, and so the very next time I took me 20 minutes to hit the live button and I was able to do it a lot faster. The next time was 10 minutes. And then the more I did it, the confidence grew. So a lot of us will use the lack of confidence as our reason not to. But the, by actually ripping that bandaid off and doing it continuously creates the confidence. So, yeah, we can't gain any confidence without actually doing the do. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I have spoken in my in all of my working life you know since i don't even want to say this but since the 80s <clears throat> um i have been uh, a, a training consultant of some sort and i have always been in front of large audiences you know i think my my first audience was 500 people and i had a microphone mm -hmm. And then I started getting rid of the microphone because I can project my voice well. And I I was used to speaking in front of people. But when we started Confidence Through Cabaret in 2020 and we were doing a live on Facebook, I don't know whether it was because the whole world could potentially see it, but I made this such a big thing in my head. And the the um, uh, co-pioneer that I, I started with, two co-pioneers, and, and one of them uh, said, all right, we're going live now, literally got their phone and did the thing. Now, now he's a millennial, so this <laughs> is nature, right? <laughs> whole, whole different philosophy. And we went live right there and then. I mean, I wasn't, we, I didn't have a, a moment to prepare. We didn't have a plan, anything. And as yeah. soon as that happened, I went, is that it? Like, yeah. <laughs> I would have done the 45 minutes and yet for decades I've spoken in front of large audiences. So I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know what it is about this. There, there, we put up these blocks mm. and it's very context based, you know, it's not yeah. like I can't speak in front of anybody ever. It's, it's for me, it was very much about online. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, totally. I'm not a public speaker. I haven't, stepped in front of audiences like that I used to freeze up I was so great in high school and in front of audiences you know I did love performing I was and I'm a martial artist as well so I was in competition after competition being on the mat on my own getting judged by everyone I could do that but like you said it's a, it's a different context you know when I thought that I'd be seen when who's going to be on and see me and I had all of this stuff because at the time as well I cared what other people thought didn't I I was a people pleaser <laughs> and so 
get rid of all of that. It's much, yeah, it's just such a different change to, and yeah, like you said, context is everything with how you show up. Um, I think I've gone off tangent there. <laughs> so what, so how would, what does confidence mean for you? Like, because we keep using this word confidence and then it's like, it's, it's almost an intangible, isn't it? What does it mean mm. for you? It means just being able to stand in my own power, I think, and share my voice and be authentic and not really care what other people think. And, yeah, I think it just means just to keep going even with that, like turn the fear into excitement, but even with those nerves, confidence to me is doing it anyway, is not not buying into your excuses to stop. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you. And it's not a constant. It's not like a, you get there and then you've got confidence and then you're done. It's never that. And especially if you're going to break your glass ceiling because you're going to need to put yourself in new positions all the time and then yeah. remaster things. So it's, it yeah. is a really wavy line. But I just I, I like to have that conversation because I think it's, it's one of those, it's like motivation. You know, we all know what it means, but defining it, is different mm. people. So you have a program now. So we've gone from, okay, so 45 minutes to do a two-minute live to now <laughs> you have a program, Lee. I do, I do. And this is, yeah, this is the beauty of, of doing the inner work, I think, is just constantly evolving and growing to get to your next level. And I've just, I wanted to create a program for a very long time and once I was able to shift through and do this work with NLP and timeline therapy, it's now been birthed because I've been able to get rid of all of that, all of that stuff that was holding me back. So yes, it's called Release and Rise. So it is a four-week program. Um, so during the first week, we tap into where they're at, where this the beautiful soul is at, what their goals are, what their vision is, what's what they feel's been holding them back, what where they need support in. And we, we just run through a whole, it's a two-hour session, run, run through, you go dive deep into where they're at and set some tasks for them to start um, doing before our next session. And then week two is timeline therapy where we clear all the five main emotions. So we go, go through all of that. Week three, we do timeline therapy with self-limiting beliefs. And in the meantime, they've already, we've already nutted out what those self-limiting beliefs are. A lot of them can come down. There's very um, common common ones so we, we might have a list of 10 but all of them could relate to I'm not good enough I'm not worthy there's usually some common ground within a lot of our belief systems so we kind of nut that out and work out what the main ones are what the underlying ones are and we work with those during our timeline therapy session on limiting beliefs and then session four is is just to wrap up and we go through goal setting and we can use timeline therapy to actually future pace where we would like to be and yeah so and it's a beautiful it's usually a one hour session it just depends on the client it's it's kind of there's a structure but it also then is flexible and adjusts to whoever I'm working with what their needs are beautiful so release and rise is a one-to-one -one program with you it is yes brilliant so it's not a set start date and you know if you're hearing this and it's after the you know the, the initial launch of this this episode, then you can still get in touch with Lee and and uh, find out about the program. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Great. Okay. And uh, just while we're on that subject, uh, you can find Lee as 
Lee W. Walker on Facebook and Instagram. And I'll just spell it. If you're listening to this on audio podcast, Lee is spelled L-E-I-G-H. And then the letter W for whiskey. And then Walker, W-A-L-K-E-R. And that's on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. So you can just send Lee a message, right? And then you'll tell them about Release and Rise. Absolutely. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. I do, I do also do one-on-one timeline therapy sessions as well without the whole four-week program. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the four-week program is really designed to let people just go through the entire experience. So it's the coaching combined with the timeline therapy. So at the end of that, you will be leaving in a very empowered place and you know where you're going. You've got your goals locked and loaded in that future time pace. So the four weeks is really powerful. However, there is that option of, of timeline therapy sessions. I won't do limiting beliefs if we haven't cleared the five main emotions yet. So it'll be two sessions for that or one long session for both as well. So that's an option as well. Brilliant. I can say um, as an NLP practitioner, future pacing, if you've done the work and you've cleared the past, future pacing is fantastic. It is. And so I I would say, you know, by all means, you know, do the the individual sessions if that serves you. But I'm just saying future pacing is just like so exciting because you you have this new, you have this new lease on life. And then all of a sudden, right, you want to, you want to do something. And so you might as well set that up too. Absolutely. And through that program, you learn how to do that yourself. Take You get to take that away with you because you can do that with yourself with anything that you've got in life coming up. You know, that it's not just that's it, you're done, and whatever goal you set, that's the one you've locked and loaded. You can take that tool away with you and, and do that any time that you've got something that you're you're ready to achieve. Beautiful. I love this. I love this. I'm so excited for you and your in your new program. And especially Thank you. now that you shared that you you know, going online live and then and then now here we are, right? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, that's so exciting for you. So I wanted to ask you uh, a few questions uh, that I ask all of my guests and and I I have specific reasons which we'll talk about afterwards. But the questions that I um, I love to share are enable us to kind of get to know you in a different way rather than your story or your work. Mm-hmm. And so for, if you, this is the first time that you're listening to uh, Confidence Through Cabaret, um, then I'll just explain that Cabaret in my terms, it, I mean, it has very, it has a lot of uh, different roots, um, you know, probably most known for the vaudeville roots, but it, it's cabaret for me means being in a small venue with a small audience. So for example, when Bette Midler talks about starting off singing in clubs, those would be cabaret clubs. When uh, comedians talk about working in little comedy clubs, unless they were born into the, you know, into the family of names, they started in a small cabaret kind of setting. Um, Historically, uh, burlesque would be uh, done in a small cabaret, although you can, of course, see Dita Von Teese in a huge uh, theatre with thousands and thousands of people. It's a cabaret uh, act, but it's not cabaret anymore because it's in a a large theatre. So um, so cabaret could be singing, could be uh, dancing, could be comedy, could be drag king or drag queen, could be uh, aerial contortion, uh, burlesque has a lot of different forms and, and, and different genres to it. Um, so Lee, if you were performing 
some sort of act. And I know after after you you know, like you've just told us that going live is horrendous. You know, <laughs> but now that you've cleared all of this, mm-hmm. if you were to be performing in a cabaret performance, what kind of act would you want to do? Oh, I think burlesque. I think burlesque. Yeah, my my niece, um, she is a theatre performer and and she's done a lot of burlesque and I've I've watched that. It's just so self expressive. I just love watching burlesque. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's such a beautiful craft and a lot of people think you know oh that's about you know effectively more or less getting naked. It doesn't have to be. I mean, you could no. be. You could, I, I've seen burlesque performances that have taken off just a layer. I've seen mm. burlesque performances where they've added clothes. I've seen, you know, all kinds of different yeah. things. So it's yeah. more about the storytelling and the, the narrative in, you know, in, in expressing it through movement and, and dance and yeah, you know, there's all kinds yeah. of things. Absolutely. So, I was so, yeah, I was so drawn in watching my niece do, she's done multiple different types of, of you know, the burlesque performance and so, like, I'm so captivated by the story and how they express themselves it's it's sensual it's masculine it's feminine it's it's all of it it's really exciting yeah mm. i have uh, i have a couple of uh, of acts that i do that are uh, that are all about <laughs> um you know the the kind of how, what who we're supposed to be as mommies and then <laughs> and then and then but you know but, but we're not meant to be sexual sensual crazy expressive <laughs> beings ourselves um, that are are very clearly you know that that just because we're mothers doesn't mean that we you know that that you get to fetishize it or you get to shut down everything else that we are you know yes yeah i love that yeah so yes. so it's a lot of fun okay so you're gonna do a you're gonna do a, a burlesque performance in this cabaret <laughs> One, like you could have lots of different things because with burlesque, there's there, there, you know, it's it's through storytelling, and a lot of times we use props, including costume. But what one prop would you most want to have on stage with you? Oh, wow, that's a really interesting question. Probably a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a chair. My my niece did lots of stuff with a chair. It was just kind of like a power statement. She was either standing on it, or you know, depending on what what character she was, it, you know, you could do so much with it just like a, a nice anchor you really can you you really can it's it's phenomenal how much how much you can do with it because you can turn it over and use the underneath side of it you can do yeah. acrobatics you can do you know quite quite suggestive things you could oh i love that <laughs> i mean you're talking around a chair it's one of the first workshops i ever did we have, have a member site on confidence and we have we do master classes around raising confidence particularly around around business um, results, but we, I wanted to do some workshops for a cabaret because, you know, for my performing. And that was one of the first things I wanted to do was I need to get behind the chair. And people said, I'll do a chair dancing workshop for you. And, no, I'm doing that <laughs> one. I, oh, love I love it. There. It is such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Okay. So you've got this chair. You're about to go on <laughs> to this cabaret stage to perform your burlesque act. And what is your stage name? Oh, <laughs> please welcome to the stage. Oh, wow. That's um, interesting. Oh, what would that be? Well, my very close friends call me Lil, so I'll be Lil. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And Lil can be different than Lee, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Lil, yeah. Lil has a different energy. It does. 
Lil to me is just more personal and yeah, just it does just definitely have has a different energy to me. If I hear other people call me that, it usually goes, oh, like it, it feels different for me than the people that I'm used to calling me that. It's definitely it feels like two different energies for sure. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, we, we have all kinds of different energies and that, that we talk a lot about this in Confidence to Cabaret around the different energies. And, and certainly if you have the imposter voice that's, you know, kind of telling you don't do that um, or for you to do this or, you know, you shouldn't be going live. Nobody's going to, you know, whatever. Then yeah. it's, and we, li we listen to that voice, you know, and, and obviously that voice is there to protect us and all of those things. So it's not it's, it's not a bad thing to have that. But, you know, we need to be able to also have that really fierce voice that goes, you know what? I'm, I'm loud. <laughs> yeah. Lil, and Lil is going live. And Lil yeah. is going live. And, you know, and it's that. And it's that. It's tapping yeah. into that. And what's interesting to me is how many people, when I ask them that question, they'll go, oh, I don't know. Because they'll try and make it a logical thing. Mm. Like, I, I'm thinking I'm going to be, I don't know, Queen Lil, you know, because yeah. what are people going to think? And then it's when it's all of those kind of beliefs come out, right? Of, yeah. You possibly take up that much space. <laughs> because the queen, I would rule the whole damn space, you know, yes. and I couldn't possibly do that. So maybe I'll, you know, and we, and we, and so people will try and shrink it down or try and make something really clever that will be pleasing other people. And it's quite interesting with that question because so many people, will expose their their kind of self-limiting beliefs just mm. something like that you know yes yeah can can see how that would happen for sure i love the queen lil i'm going with queen lil I love <laughs> i'm queen taking lil. up space right? like, damn it queen lil like <laughs> absolutely <laughs> queen lil can do whatever she wants with the damn chair you know I mean? yes <laughs> and it's that, i love and it i love I love, yeah. love love that energy and I think, you know, I, I, I love to, to share that with each of my guests because I think it is such a gift to be able to step into that power and go, yes. you, know, you know what, I fully could do this. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yes. Yeah, oh. I've actually got this full, very clear image in my head of me on stage with Queen Lil with my chair. <laughs> Demanding. Why? why wouldn't you do it? I mean, you've even exactly. got access to it, right? Like you, you, even, you even know somebody who could get you a show or, or, you know, get you into a studio or, you know, get you into that kind of world. Oh, so much fun. How many times people say, well, I couldn't possibly do that. Uh, and I did this. I, I'm too old to do this. Ah, yes. Never you know, too old. Yeah. I know. I know. And, and, that, and I, I definitely don't subscribe to that anymore, but it's, it's funny how many people will say, I was younger, I would do burlesque. Uh, no. no. There are people in their 80s performing, so. Absolutely, yeah. I play squash with um, a lady who's, oh, she'd have to be, I think she'd be in her early 70s, and she does she does burlesque performances. Like, it's just fun. It's just get out there and, you know, it's for ourselves, not for other people. It's, it's to be self-expressed and have fun. That's what we're here for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's that. And it's and what I love about your work is that it frees you up to say, I don't care what you think. Like if you if you don't like it, don't be here in this space. Exactly. Yep. So yes, exactly. It's it's that. It, and, and when you're talking about, you know, freeing yourself from those limiting beliefs and, you know, really being able to um, break your glass ceilings and 
you know, all of the work that you're doing, it's that for me. Mm. Yeah, so, absolutely. I, yeah, I came came from that place of of caring what people thought. I suffered depression many years ago and I looked to alcohol to actually create confidence for myself because I didn't I didn't feel like people liked to like I talked too much or I did this and I was too much of that or not enough of that. I had all of this stuff going on years ago before I had the kids and yeah, so that was how I got through things and I'm just it's just so liberating to get rid of that and now it's like if I have somebody that doesn't like what I do, it's like you don't pay my bills. You, it doesn't there's no bearing on me whatsoever. You just keep keep moving or keep scrolling. I had a lady that reached out to me and didn't like I do um, Friday funnies because I love to laugh and I love to share laughter and I do Snapchat filters every Friday, do just do something funny. And a lady reached out to me and she said, I actually find them disturbing when I come across your profile and the only one comment. And, I mean, I could give in to that and say, oh, I'm sorry, I'll stop. But I'm like, yeah, no, that's okay. You know, I, I enjoy doing it and that's all that matters. And if you don't like that, you can just keep scrolling or unfollow me. And she says, oh, no, 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 I don't want to unfollow you. I love what you do. I'm like, that's okay. Thank you for sharing that. Just keep scrolling when you come to it. <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter. You know, once upon a time I would have freaked out for that. But now it's just like, no, it's I'm, I'm doing what I love to do. And, yeah. <laughs> I love your story and the transformation and the bit where now you're going, keep scrolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love, that, that to me is a queen lil phrase it's like yes keep scrolling <laughs> <laughs> i love that love it oh that is so much fun thank you so much for being here um i just want to remind you about release and rise uh the program if you get in touch with lee w walker l-e-i-g-h and the letter w for uh for wiki whiskey uh, mm -hmm. uh and then walker is w-a-l-k-e-r on facebook or instagram then you'll be able to send lee a message and uh, find out more about the release and rise or about timeline therapy or um, any questions that you have about this um, if you do have questions or comments uh, this is being shown all over the place. So uh, if you're on YouTube, then please like and subscribe. If you're uh, on uh, on YouTube, you can also check out the audio version anywhere you get your podcast. Just search Confidence Recovery. If you're on the podcast, you can search the Vodcast playlist on YouTube. See, that annoys some people. They're like, Vodcast. I'm like, it's a video podcast. <laughs> word i'm doing it i'm going with it if you're on the podcast uh and you want to to see the video version go onto confidence to cabaret on youtube and it is the vodcast playlist you'll find lee and i on there um so please like and subscribe wherever you are and leave your comments or your questions and then i'll relay those to lee i'll get back to you um i am confidence through cabaret everywhere on all of the socials so you can join our our wonderful supportive community on Facebook. And in there, we are all about uplifting and growing unshakable confidence. Um, and we talk a lot about personal life, work life and stage life. And your mm -hmm. stage is wherever you show up. So for Lee and I right now, our stage is on podcast and, and on socials, right? Yes. I, I just I, I just love how people go stage. It's like, yeah, we're all on a stage. I don't care if you're on a Zoom call at work presenting yeah. your ideas. That's your stage. Exactly. Yeah. I love yeah. what you do. Thank you. So anywhere that you that you um, get in touch with us, if you if you want any more information or you want to share comments or something has resonated with you uh, in this uh, about this the subject then get in touch with Lee and uh, and have a conversation about it. You know, we're all about collaboration. So I would love mm. it if, if we could 
you know, our communities can can all really kind of find what they're looking for in terms of raising their confidence. Mm, I love that. Thank <laughs> you so much, beautiful. Thank you for everyone who's listening or watching. It's been been wonderful. Thank you for your time. It has, and I'm so happy because we're coming up to like we're over three quarters of an hour, and you were like, "What? <laughs> for that long?" And I was like, "Yeah, you'll see." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. It's so much fun. Thank it you for is. joining us, Lee Walker. Thank Everybody you. Listening or watching, uh, check out Confidence Through Cabaret wherever you get any of your socials. The only place we are not Confidence Through Cabaret is on Twitter. We are at YBYWYS. On Clubhouse, I am at Heather YBYWYS. And those six letters stand for it is your body and it is your world and it is your stage. Take up space and own it. Love that. So good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Lee. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.